Welcome everybody to the Reject Rundown Podcast. It's me, Totally the Kid. I got the big man with me, old man RJ. Say what's up, old man. Ho, 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 everybody. It's me, old Christmas himself, <laughs> old man RJ. <laughs> yes, like old man RJ, it's, it's Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you guys are having a good holiday today. We appreciate you guys stopping on by. This is Christmas 2021. I know last year, 2020, we didn't get to really celebrate as a family or anything like that. I think that was the big COVID outbreak and everyone kind of had to be inside and, you know, do their own thing at home and stuff like that. So hopefully everybody got some type of normalized Christmas, Christmas this year and was able to celebrate with your families. You guys had your eggnog, your, your, your hot chocolate, your marshmallows, your candy canes, you know, all that type of stuff that made good Christmas come to life with family. You know what I mean? Especially with each other. Right? Right, old man? Oh, yeah. Um, I know last year we still managed to do a little bit with our family. True. Of course, they've distancing and all, but right. it's not like past years where I went to, like, Alex the Barber's house. Right. And had a big party there. Last year, of course, everyone did their own thing at their own home or with their family. Like, a small bunch. Yep. Uh, so, this year, it has a feel, you know, a nice, good feel to it where... You're coming back to your family as yes. a whole again. And, you know, uh, like Alex the One or Alex the Barber in our case, he's having his party and we're going to go there. And uh, my family's having ours and we're going to go to theirs, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, it just it feels good to be able to celebrate it again as a whole. Yeah, I agree. It just feels nice. I think really everybody last year, I know for you guys, especially with us, maybe myself, I'm just speaking for myself, put this way. You know, really with us was, you know, that the missing of the family aspect of it. You know, we've been, we spent so many years celebrating together as a family. And then when COVID hit for everybody, 2021 Christmas was very solo dolo and it felt lonely. You know what I mean? It really, I felt lonely in a sense of that we didn't get to have the big, big family at all. We miss everyone. We miss seeing the family members that maybe we see once a year. This was normally, this is that time of year we see everybody all at once. You know, it's, that's the great part of it. And with some families you spend with three different families, you stop by, let's say your in-laws or you stop by your cousins, you stop by your grandparents, you, you know, stuff like that. That's, this is, you know, things like that, that makes the day fun and also yes, stressful, but you get to have a good time. The activities, you know, the gift giving and stuff like that, the gift exchange, the like I said, the exchange of food, the the holiday traditions is what I guess brings us as family together. And regardless of what tradition you go by, that main aspect is family. It's celebrating together as one and, and be having a good time. It's uh, interesting. It's like the gift exchanges and stuff like that. Yep. Um, Alex the Barber, the last time I went to his party, uh, he had a pretty cool idea of gift exchange where you would play games and mm-hmm. uh, the winners would get to get a board game that was actually packed on the on the um, table. Table. Yeah, it was all gift, and they're all board games for the adults. They're board games, right? Yeah. So with adults, they got the board games. We played the game, and then after that game, we would get to win that prize, and you pick that gift and go from there. So at the end of the day, you guys are walking home with a different board game that you actually brought to the to the house. So. I remember last that year someone got uh, what was it um, Jumanji mm-hmm. that you had got if I'm not mistaken. I brought Jumanji. I was trying to talk you guys to buying getting it, mm-hmm. and Alex Barber's uh, mother-in-law got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. That's another thing. Too. I bet she don't even use that bad boy right now. She just yeah. has that. <laughs> she knows I might have brought it. She's like, huh? What did John bring? 
and he might have told Alex and told me to get it. So I'm just going to get it just to bust their bubble. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff, you guys. So hopefully you guys are having a good time with this as, as we are. It's going to be fantastic, great fun. And, you know, as always, let's celebrate together at a good time. Right? That's right. We come home for Christmas. Us rejects are going to bring all from... Let's talk about it to casting choices, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. That's what we're going with today. Very good. Let's start off with a little bit of fun talk, though, peeps, before we move on to all that good stuff. Christmas wrapping. What was the first gift you ever wrapped, old man RJ? Mine would have to be, you know, the funny thing, okay? Me, I have my oldest brother, Manny. Manny mm-hmm. Guadarrama, his oldest. He met my nephew, Manny. Manny. Yes. My first gift I ever wrapped. Nobody believes this, but the first one I ever read was for my nephew Manny, because he's the oldest nephew I've had. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like do something where I wanted to aim at my first nephew. And same thing with uh, when I read the, my uh, gift for my niece. The first niece I ever read the gift for was the oldest niece I have called, named Delilah. Mm-hmm. Hey there, Delilah. So... <clears throat> Those are the two gifts I've ever wrapped, and of course they turned out bad. My mom fixed them up for me, but you know they were my first wraps, and yeah. they were pretty cool. I, I, uh, it was like a cool, enjoying moment of just sitting there and just trying your best to. All right, now how do you do this, and how do you fold this, and yeah. oh, I ripped the paper down, mm-hmm. and starting all over again. Yeah. So yeah, it was very. You know, now nowadays I've gone in a little better. I still suck at it, but you know, <laughs> I. I've been practicing a little by little on wrapping gifts. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine have to be. It was a long time, a long time ago. I can't remember how old I was at this time frame. Maybe been, probably been eleven, maybe ten years old. Um, we had got my grandmother uh, a Santa Claus ornament, and she, especially during Christmas and holiday season like this, she loves her little ornaments that she likes to put around the house and change the whole house into Christmas festive type of style mm-hmm. you know we used to have two christmas trees she'll have one downstairs in the main living room the big the big one the, it was a fake one but it was huge and that was like a bunch light up like crazy beautiful decorations and they had the most gifts the upstairs they had the smaller real life tree that showed in front of the neighborhood window you know and that was pretty much how she would style it up so we we're thinking what year to what to give her like what would be a good gift and it was a big santa claus uh but a big belly red nose the big white beard and all bright red ornament and it was like one of those uh kind of like cookie jar style of mm. or like uh i guess material the glass or that clay type of style but it was really nice so you know my mom asked do you want to help me wrap the gift i said sure heck yeah so we wrap up the gift and during during that night, we give it to her, and we clearly have a picture of her unwrapping it um, for that season. And once she unwrapped it and opened it up, she just started bawling out, crying like of appreciation to everybody, you know. And that was that was the fun part. It was really nice, really sweet, and really hard to fucking wrap because that thing was huge. That thing was freaking big. I'm t- it was kind of like a, how you want to put it, like kind of boxes nowadays. Kind of like a, a game system box at that time frame. But oh. us being that young, like those boxes were big for us. They weren't little. They were pretty big at the, like that age. So it was fun. It was it's cool. Hard when you have something that bulk, you know, that... Uh, how much you wrapping have, you have to put in there. Yeah, because you never know, like... Nowadays, when you do it, you can, you know, you know how to, like, use the paper to, like, fold over and yes. look at the cut angle and all that. And they don't, they, now they have it where they have the line set up, so you know yeah. what lines you're at and stuff. Yeah. 
ridiculous. Back then, you had to like actually, wing it. Yeah, you had wing to it. Fucking wing it, man. You had to like yeah. try to mold and turn the box one way, and like sometimes you would end up wrapping one side up and then go over on the other side and wrap that side up to make sense. So yeah, that was freaking and, difficult and as hell. Trying your best to make it look just right, <laughs> even after you messed it up. You know? Yes, agreed. So I know for a fact I had way too much tape on one side. That's ridiculous. Yeah, in your case, y'all have it too easy, man. Yeah. When we had to wrap gifts, we had to we had to use the old fashioned, you know, grab a ruler and okay. <laughs> now, being with that said, do you prefer gift wrapping or gift in the bag? I haven't done the gift in the bag for Christmas. I think I might have. I might have. Sorry, Christmas. Christmas. That's uh, what I remember. I don't know if I've ever given anyone a gift in the bag on Christmas. Mm. So I've always been more of a rapper, but I love to try it out one day. Just buy a whole bunch of bags and like, here, take a bag. Here, take a bag. <laughs> here, this is your bag, you know. But uh, I, I'm guessing it would have to be based on the size of the gift True. for you to go with a bag. But or what gift? I mean, sometimes, yeah. a lot of times, when you would buy clothes or jackets, it's really hard for you to put in an actual wrapping bag, wrapping gift type of thing. So you would end up having it to put in a bag or a big one and put the wrapping, put the little uh, flimsy, cheap paper to make it style it up or whatever, and then that pick, pick person would open it up and here you go, there's the bag. And I think that's the one thing uh, I believe the reason why I like wrapping with paper mm -hmm. is just to see them like when they're unwrapping it, they have to struggle to open it up. That's and true. Tear the paper off that and you true. know once they get to the gift they'll be like oh wow and the mess afterwards yeah. you know especially where it's, you look you kind of look at the evidence and it's like <laughs> it's a big circle around with all the wrapping paper just laying around well, you because you've just spread it everywhere especially <laughs> with you you know you having kids and all oh hell I bet yeah. you it's like a, She's uh, a tr we fill up a bag already yeah mm -mm. that's crazy i think it was it was last year christmas when we didn't uh since we didn't get to celebrate with everybody so I would actually had I had to stop by my dad's and pick up the gifts there. I had to stop by Alex's. We picked up some gifts there. We stopped by my mom's. We picked up gifts there. And then as soon as uh, we pretty much had the whole trunk full of gifts for all the kids. So as soon as we got home and the kids were able to open up the next day, that freaking living room floor was you couldn't even see the carpet because of all the stuff that when they opened it, it was just sitting there on the floor. So we had to get the garbage bags out. We filled at least two ones full. Maybe the third one was like halfway there, but it was stuffed up like to the max. And that part is annoying. So that's why I prefer the, <laughs> the gifts in the bag. It's easier to clean up. As parents, you guys, I'm pretty sure you agree with me. It's easier to clean up in the bag because at that you could reuse the bag that they gave you and put the garbage in that bag. So that way you're like, put it back up in there. Here you go. I got the toilet I need. <laughs> Easy cleanup service. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I like it. I like you guys. So hopefully you guys get to let us know. Chime in on down below the comment section. You guys go from there. Put that down as our one of our posts. Like, what yeah. do you prefer, bag or wrapper? That, oh, that's yeah, true. I, you know, I could do. Yeah. I could post that up this we, year. We can post it up at the Christmas uh, talk. There you go. Not bad. All right, moving along, you guys. To a let's talk about it, everybody. Edible snowballs. 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 I can I cannot go without saying that. All right, so yeah, edible snowballs, everybody's code name for let's talk about its episode today. So these topics are like snowballs filled with chocolate and joy that bring happiness. <laughs> this is the best one I've written in that bet. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's the best one that makes me laugh. <laughs> All right, people. So 
The Santa Claus. If you guys don't know, it was with Tim Allen, that movie that comes around that you guys watch during the season of Christmas movies. It was, I don't know if you know it or not, but did you know Tom Hanks was considered for the Santa Claus role in the Tim Allen movie, of course. Let's talk about it. Oh, man, RJ, would that have been better than Tim Allen if Tom Hanks would have replaced Tim Allen's role? I'm a big Tom Hanks fan, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would have been good. Okay. Uh, reason why is because Tom Hanks yeah. is Mr. Chill. Like, he's so lean back. Uh-huh. So I feel like his Santa Claus would have been, like, more lean back Santa Claus. Yeah. With a little bit of over-exaggeration sometimes. Yeah. And I think Tim Allen was more of a, like, father figure when he did his movie. And it felt like you were looking at Santa Claus when he was out there doing his job. Well, you also got to play in the fact with that because Tim Allen, in Home Improvement, he was the dad in that one. So his role, he kind of felt, you know, grew into that father figure type of role and understood that. Tom Hanks, on the other hand, I don't believe his movies so much had to revolve around him being a dad in the movies too much. Not that many. I think, okay, let me guess. He did Sleepless in Seattle as one day he Love was Love interest, right. Um, that's all I could think of. Big. Where a, big. Before that, it was Big. Well, Big, he wasn't a dad, though. He was just a kid who grew up. But Turner he was hanging Hooch. out with a kid. Turner Hooch. He only Again, had a dog. He only had a dog, no, just himself. No child at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it's, like, hard to find a movie with Tom Hanks where he's been a parent. Unless you guys catch on to it and tell us, but... The only one I know of where he was a dad is during that t- in Seattle. Right during that time frame before before uh, the Santa Claus movie came out, I'm sure his casting roles in movies where him being a dad wasn't real. His resume wasn't that much compared no. to Tim Allen's, uh, you know, home improvement status. You know, his resume during that those seasons was or established there. So he kind of already had that intake when he was acting with the rest of the people, like to bring him in as a father figure. Ho ho ho! You know, jolly green. You know, stuff like that. Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> so, oh, Jolly God. Red Giant, really, to be honest. Yeah. But, so, yeah, it was not, not bad. But, you know, I guess I would have to I would have to agree with you on that, old man. I think Tom Hanks wouldn't have made... It would have made an okay Santa Claus. But, again, I don't think it would have made a bigger, a big impact as much as Tim Allen did for Santa Claus. Like, you see that role, it's meant for Tim Allen. Tim Allen did it, did it phenomenal. Just like you see Tom Hanks as um, Woody. From Toy yeah. Story. No one else could really change that part. And we're part about that. Talking about Tom Hanks as Woody. Yeah. Sam Allen is Buzz Lightyear. Exactly. So, so it's like, you know, I think Tom Hanks, in a way, like, he's going to be Geppetto soon, right? Yep. Unless they took him out of that movie, but he's going to be Geppetto. Mm-hmm. I think if they were to choose a Christmas figure for, a Christmas figure for Tom Hanks to play, yep. Frosty's a snowman. There you go. Yeah. Voice acting for that one, I think sure. it would be crazy to watch him just voice act the crap out of Frosty the Snowman. I agree with you. Not bad. Very good. Good topic, though. All right, guys. Jingle all the way, everybody. Phil Hartman has a backstory created by the late great comedian himself. Ted is a guy who sued his employer for headaches caused by a toner fumes and now hangs around the neighborhood and helps all the housewives. Explain that one, old man. So Ted is a character in Jingle All the Way, played right. by Phil Hartman. Right. So Phil Hartman in a talk show I actually told him about how he uh, created a backstory for his character and why he's always home all the time. Oh, so, Jingle All the Way. So if you guys don't know, movie the movie that we're talking about is Jingle All the Way from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for him getting Turbo Man. 
Turbo yeah. Man toy. So if you guys walk around Walmart and Target and you see the Turbo Man toy, well, the movie Jingle All the Way, that's where it came from. Arnold Schwarzenegger, at the end of the movie, portrays Turbo Man because of a festival accident incident type of scenario. And yes, like you said, the late Phil Hartman played the neighbor to Arnold Schwarzenegger and was really around the housewives. The housewives saw him as the eligible bachelor, as you may say, in that one. So, so the, wasn't he married? No, right? No, he was not married. He was, he, he was his wife. Right, his wife, I think, had passed or something like that. So everyone was feeling bad for them. But yeah, so go ahead. Go ahead, old man. So, of course, he comes up with his story, mm-hmm. backstory for his character. I just, it, it's the, um, you know, the late, great Phil Hartman. The thing about him is how genius he is to think about a backstory for a character that, you know, he's only going to make a movie out of. Right. He was just only co-starring. He wasn't really an impactful role so much. No, not much. Mm-hmm. But still, he made it impactful. That's the thing about him. Facts. And, like, imagine, uh, like, you know, who else comes up with backstories for the characters like that and who thinks about something like that. And more in True. a way, it's kind of like it lives up to who he is in a way. There you go. Yeah, like, I agree. He, he thought it out and he was just like, yeah, my guy would have, you know, he sued his boss got money yep he's not at home talking with all the like the ladies while their while their husbands are not home so right. he's now flirting with everyone right and you know you see how cool his character is when you watch the movie yeah but he's also conniving in a way that, yes he has a little bit of I got an evil attention role in his face especially those squint in his eye and little smirk he gives he out talks. so much yeah, you, the mannerisms he was doing, you could tell that he was out for something no good. It was something ridiculous. But hit, the exchange between him and Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, no lie, was priceless. It was Especially awesome. the cookie part. The, yes, and the eggnog. The eggnog was, they were talking about, like, it was, it was awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like that movie. No lie. I should watch it. Now I gotta watch these movies, man. I haven't watched any Christmas movies except for Four Christmases. So, I gotta see this one. Hook. Hook. Why would we put in this? Because I think it was actually based around Christmas time, so... Well, in the I, be- yeah, you're right. In the beginning yeah. part, there were, there's the wintertime over there in Paris or something like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so Michael Jackson was Spielberg's first choice to play Peter Pan in the Robin Williams movie, the late, great Robin Williams. Uh, and the late, but, great Michael Jackson. And the late, great Michael Jackson, correct. But Michael backed out because it's not the pan he wanted to do. Explain, old man. So I guess Michael Jackson didn't realize it was going to be based on Peter Pan, uh, who turns into a lawyer in the Hook movie. Uh-huh. He's a lawyer. He's all grown up now. He forgot right. about who he was. Facts. And so he has to re pan himself in a way. Okay. Michael Jackson, when uh, Spielberg talked about this, he said that Jackson thought of, like, you know, he was going to be an older pan. Uh-huh. But he was going to already know who he is, and he's going to be just another adventure of Peter Pan's life as an adult now. Got you. So I guess uh, Jackson was like, you know, nah, not going to do it. It's not what I wanted to do. He didn't feel like he was going to give it 110% when it comes to that particular role when he already had this issue with it. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, you could tell Jackson is a big fan of Peter Pan because his ranch is called the Neverland. Correct. Yes. So, uh, one, you know, I think... If I was Jackson, if you weren't going to do the movie, at least it would have been cool if you would have uh, done a song to the soundtrack of the film. That's true. It would have been nice to have a soundtrack and for Michael Jackson. especially Jackson. Jackson has a good range of doing, like, beautiful ballads. 
Yes. Beautiful, like, songs yes. that are uh, feeling. Like, like Butterflies? Yeah. One of his last albums that he made out. That was, I like that song. It's a good, it's a different volume to what you're used to hearing from him in Thriller, uh, no, Bad Guy, and then, or, or uh, what's what's that song? Bad, no, Bad, that's the song bad. it is, Bad. Um, Beat it. Be the gene, like different, different style, different vocals in there. It's you, really you could, like he do. He could do romantic. He yeah, could do, like he did for Free Willy. Mm-hmm. He mm. did uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I forget the name of that song is one of my favorites. I don't know too. if it's all the way or um, no. Uh, darn it, fans, we're sorry, we are not. Doing I don't know that song. Yeah. But we ain't got a Google right now. We ain't but got the Google machine. Think of uh, Free Willy, everyone, and you remember the song. It's uh. I think it's called Will You Be There, but I also think that's the name of one of the, of, uh, I think that's the same name for one of the girls from uh, <laughs> Spice Girls song. That's Will You no, Be There. I think that's a Spice Girls song. I yeah. agree with you on that one. But yeah. So yeah, that's interesting to say. That's interesting that, that you brought up there, old man, because I never would have seen, I couldn't see Michael Jackson be a Peter Pan, though. That's the thing. I think because I he's tall. He's like 6'1 or something like that. Yeah, lanky at that, too. Yeah. And it's like, it's different. Like, yeah, I, I mean, Peter Pan in, in, the, in the cartoons and stuff wasn't really a, you know, heavyset kid. He was more of, like, he had to fly around, so he had to be a little bit lean. You know what I mean? And body size maybe would have fit. It just, I think the acting part of it wouldn't have really been up to par to what Robin Williams brought to the table when you uh, play a Especially pain. when Robin Williams did that role, man. So, I, there's nobody, no matter how many times I see a new live action movie, uh, no one's going to ever top Williams in that role. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. Alright, buddy. Moving along again. Rejects cast the jingle all the way in present time. Oh, so a new movie. So, so we're, if we were to do, here's a trick of it. Uh-huh. Let's say me and you, uh, Jingle All The Way didn't never happen, okay? Uh-huh. This is like if it was to happen now, like someone came up with the idea now. Mm-hmm. Who would you cast in these roles now? Got you. Okay, I already got Arnold's role. Arnold's role would be Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so you got Ryan Reynolds for Arnold? Yes. And I got Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Chris Hemsworth? Really? Yeah, the guy who played uh, Thor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure, sure. Sinbad's role. Kevin Hart. <laughs> I would have to agree <laughs> with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I Kevin agree. Hart would be perfect. Especially yes. with Chris Hemsworth. I'd love to see them both in the movie together. And, they, and they're antagonizing each other, especially in the mall and stuff like that. You know, oh, he has two. He has two or something like that, you know what And I mean? then with Chris Hemsworth, he could still do the, he got two. Yeah, yes. Exactly. They tackle Kevin Hart. And <laughs> <laughs> Kevin going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You hear Kevin Hart's voices and stuff into this. Yeah, I agree. And Kevin Hart could talk. Good trash, just as much as Sinbad, so he yes. can carry that role. Right, I agree. I agree. All right, Phil Hartman's role. Damn, that's I, a tough one for I me. I got the Rock. You got the Rock and Phil Hartman role. <laughs> He's too big for like. But you that's why you would think you would think this. That's the crazy part. You would put the Rock in there because you already know people are gonna be around him, especially the ladies, right? Yeah. He knows for a fact he's a ladies' man. But the one woman that's not going after him is Ryan Reynolds' wife. And Ryan Reynolds' oh, wife, yeah. I think, could be, let's say, uh, what's her face from um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, uh, Gamora. Who plays Gamora? I forget. Zoe Zaldana. There you go. There you go. Yes. So she 
could be that woman. You know, she oh, could be Kristen. his love, uh, Ryan, oh, Ryan Reynolds' Reynolds, love right. interest. And then The Rock would be like looking at like, look at us chocolate, you know, thunder peoples and stuff like that. We need to get things pop a lock and like Burning that. with her and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it would have been a change of pace of The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a role he could definitely, you know, fill the void of because it's, it's really small little lines and it's really one of those like look at my pecs and blah, 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 and then pop them up or whatever. Just, just to fuck around and look cocky, but look like a, a funny jackass to that cockiness. So that, that's why I feel like it would All be right. a nice role. I think I know who now for me. All right. Steve Carell, I think his name is. 40-year-old version. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. He looks exactly like he could pull it off exactly yes. like how Paul Hartman did it. True. Um, I agree there. He has that little cocky look when he talks. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he would be he would be perfect for that role. Very good. I like that. Not bad. All right. Crooked, crooked Santa. So, as we know, crooked Santa played by Depeche. Jim Belushi. Oh, Belushi. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Jim Belushi. <laughs> Jim Belushi. Uh, in in that movie where he offered Arnold Schwarzenegger's character uh, a free, not a free, but a, a, a Turbo Man. So when he ends up selling the Turbo Man to Arnold, it turned out to be a Turbo Man from Thailand or something like that. And he was speaking Thailand language, so he was like, you know, hey, you know, refunds, da da da. So yeah, okay. So now Jim Belushi's character. Um, shoot, it has to be something funny. I would change it though. I would change it to uh, what's uh, Melissa McCartney. They're giving Melissa McCartney to play probably as Mrs. Claus. Yeah, because now they want to, you know, equalize or whatever. I wouldn't mind. She's pretty good at taking. And now that you thought about her, you know who I could think of as secret, like that Santa Claus? Zach Galenofikinis or something like that. He came out in, uh, he comes out in Hangover 1, 2, and 3. He's a... Oh, yeah. The 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 guy who gets punched by Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He plays a... Oh my gosh, he plays. Oh, what's his? Stu- not Stewie. I don't think it's Stewie for the thing. He plays. Um. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name now. I've been it's having not even Alex. It's something else. I forgot his name too. Yeah. But he's a guy who like gets them all drugged up each time. Yes, yes, the chunky guy with the beard and stuff like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. He seems like that type of like his voice is so nice, yes. so calm. So he'd be able to like trick you into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd love to see how he portrays himself as a crooked version now. That's true. That'd be cool. All right, Big Santa. And we all know Big Show, Paul White, betrayed that guy that we finally found out that that's him and stuff like that. Uh, who do you think would be that guy? Hey, bring back Big Show. I would <laughs> I would bring Big Show, but I would actually add the Shaq. Oh, Shaq would be interesting. You know, I'd put Shaq in that role. Yeah, because he doesn't have to do much acting for it. Yeah, Little Santa. Yeah. Uh, Little Santa, uh, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle? Yeah. Uh, I'll bring in, um, what's his face from uh, X-Men. He was for X-Men, Game oh. of Thrones. And I Thor Ragnarok. Not Thor Ragnarok. Thor He's and also Infinity in Game War. of Thrones, he said it already. Uh-huh. And he also came out of Nell. He did? Yeah. He's a guy that attacks Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell calls him a Nell. Really? Yeah, I gotta rewatch that. Okay, then I He's know that. He's a good actor. I like him. Yeah, good list. Good list. I like this. That was a good role, little there. Okay, I don't think I put the wife on it. You did. He, oh, yeah, okay. Arnold's wife. That was in the next one after Phil Harmon. So oh, I think we, okay. I think we jumped you, the gun. You went with Zoe Zaldana. Yes. So for me, if I'm choosing Chris Hemsworth as actor, uh-huh. I would choose Rachel Wise. Not Rachel Wise. Uh, Rachel McAdams from. Uh, she comes out in every, Doctor Strange. As every love movie that's ever created in the last <laughs> in the 2000s. She's that love girl. She's that love it girl. She put, oh man, the one movie you should watch 
is uh, Time Traveler's Wife. I saw that. You saw that? That's where I fell in love with her. Awesome movie. Yeah, awesome movie. She Either her or uh, there's a new comedian girl out there that's doing comedies right now. And she's mm-hmm. pretty good, too. Uh, I forget okay. her name, though. We got to watch it, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Christmas wish list then, old man. We're moving on to that. That's a good setup for, uh, you know, the roles for, uh, what's it called? Jingle All The Way. I like that. We should do that again next year. Good job. Thanks. Uh, Christmas wish list. What movies would you love for them to make? So now make meaning remake? You're talking about? Anything. Like, if you ever... And it's not Christmas. It's movie that you could think of for next year. That's coming up? That, you know, like... Oh, Christmas wish list. So movies in general. Like, I want them to come out with a big screen. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I got, I, got, I, got, I got two already top of my head. Crow, first one. Definitely. Oh, the reason why it has the top of my head is because we saw uh, recently, uh, what's his face? Jason Momoa shared a snippet and a pilot to what would have been like. And it looks freaking awesome. Okay? Okay. It sucks that it didn't make it. Um, so, The Crow, for sure. I want them to come out. Gargoyles. Now that I thought about my head because I saw the action figure today at Walmart. It looks fucking awesome. Um, and shoot. Shoot. All right. The next movie, it ha- it's going to be a superhero movie. All right, so the next one I would per, per se come out in movies will be The Tick. Oh, The Tick would be interesting. You know, The Tick. The oh, TV series on Amazon Prime was pretty good. But to get Tick in the live action film would be fantastic. And at that, you could put Tick as The Rock. You could put the little, the, the white bunny one as Kevin Hart. That would be <laughs> freaking awesome. Tag team again. Like, again, I would love it. Great movie. What do you right, think? So Your first me, three. My three, Frosty the Snowman with Tom Hanks. Okay. I had that going. A sequel to Hook. You know, you can't do Robin Williams no more, so that's going to be tough to, like, top. But you could do a son. Yeah, you could do a son. You could, you could do, uh, you could bring another actor in. There's mm-hmm. that one guy who's doing uh, Robin Williams' character. Oh, uh, true. He's a good actor, I believe. Yeah. He'll be good. Yeah. So that would be nice to see, a Hook movie. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Masters of the Universe. Finally, Live yes. action He-Man movie. Fucking A. Love that. And I want to see that. in the same universe as a Thundercats film. Thank you. Live oh action Oh my also. God, yes. Please. And Lionel to be played by Chris Hemsworth. There you go. Okay. And and He-Man to be played by that dude from Hercules. There you go. I've been tagging him. Keenan Laws or something like that. Check yeah. Check him out. He's good. Yes. Look at Hercules. He is He-Man, He's a man. good actor. I don't yeah. understand that. He's a good actor. Appreciate Those that. Those are my movies. All right. Not bad. All right. What video games would you wish to be made? Oh, Fight man. Night. Fight Night's first five. one. Okay. Um, I want them to, not just the game, I want them to create a special limited edition uh-huh. where you could... Based on a fighter, right? So uh-huh. you get the boxer. Let's say Muhammad Ali. Okay, this is my deal. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And it comes with replica gloves or a pretty cool statue. Okay. Of Muhammad Ali. It could gotcha. be the statue of him with his arms up and everything. Facts. Or replica gloves of like when he won the championship in okay. boxing. Not bad. And it's, it'll be Ali. Mm-hmm. And it'll take on like different points of history of his boxing time. Uh-huh. Of like big important fights in his career. Okay. Like so that'd be a fight night ideal like that. You? Okay. Well, you got three. Oh, so okay. Let's do you and then me like that. <laughs> that way I can think of the next one. I know, right? <laughs> um, I guess I'll just say the Flash. 
Oh, I go with the Flash. I want a video game. Live action we, Flash. Yeah, yeah, we just got Not live action. Sorry, live action. Yeah, live action. We got the Flash video game where you can huh? actually imagine being able to run all around the world. Exactly. Just and for no reason at all. You just want to do it. Exactly. And with that too, go through time in the freaking game. Now imagine you go through time in the game. You can get all these like we're doing in live action movies and stuff like that. But you can actually make it easier to put on the freaking what game. What if when you go into time and you mess something up and you come back from it and it changes everything it changes everything yep and you gotta go back in time again to figure out yep. where you messed up exactly so a live uh, live. see look you got me about to say a, a live video action game, game. Of flash. a video game of the flash we got Wonder Woman coming out and flash will be fantastic DC needs to jump on these video games you made a lot already with Batman you barely made any Superman which you need to make Oh fuck! There, there you go. That's my second one. Superman. Give me a Superman game. You know, give uh, me one. That's like, like the Hulk smash. Like fly up in the sky and everything. Yeah. Like that. And the boom, boom, whoosh, boom. Oh, you hear the sonic boom? Yes. You press the button to make them go faster. Yes. It'd be like. Poof. Yes. And then the fighting scenes up there will be even badass. Oh, fighting somebody up in the sky Hell and everything. Yeah. You could just feel the impact of the punch. Yep. And your controller shake. Exactly. You punch somebody. Oh yes. That's my Damn, number two. Baby. So you're number two. My number two video game. All right, you did that. I want a video game based on Mortal Kombat Racing. Well, okay, there you I go. I mentioned it before. That's Jerks. true. No, actually, Shaolin Monks Part Two. <laughs> All I right. want a Shaolin Monks game where uh-huh. it doesn't have to be based on Sub Zero and Scorpion like they were playing on before. Mm-hmm. I just want an action game where like you could play open map now. Yeah. And it's four players. Y'all go out there. You start kicking ass. And as you get your finisher, you can do the finisher on villains as they're coming around. So you can start seeing these people like heads popping out, people ripping spines and all that. It'll be a pretty cool like yeah. multiplayer game. Yeah, not bad. I'll go with that too. Okay. All right. I hear you. I hear you. Now uh, that's what we're moving on to number three. Our last yeah, and final game we picked. Ooh, Charlie. Number three. I think okay. we like hit them with our two best ones. So yeah. I was like, what do we do for three? What else do you do? Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I would like 2K Sports to finally be able to make an NFL game. Finally. I know, Madden, you signed a contract. But I would gladly hope, NFL, you can say, you know what? We're going to, because of the ratings, you have an excuse to be like, we're dropping you for this one year. We're going to go with 2K for one time and get what we can get out of NFL and, you know, have one video game to see what it does to the fans. Because when 2K made that NFL game with Tara Owens was on the front cover, I can't remember what year it was, that game outsold the hell out of Madden, was better than Madden, had better freaking features than Madden, it would have blew the freaking roof with how great the future was going to hold. They had a first-person visual effect on that game, old man. You can literally look like as if you're in the helmet in that game. It was where you could see it, and you're looking at the players as you are in the helmet. You could be the running back in the helmet running around, or you could be the quarterback seeing how you're going to throw, all that type of stuff. They actually had that feature in that game. I don't understand how they not have that feature now in Madden, or even at that. And why wouldn't you want that feature for your future games? So, NFL, please reconsider on game making and go to 2K again and get that feature back on there because fans, especially now with the virtual thing, would love the hell out of that. Big time. That would sell out like crazy. Oh, man, RJ, what's your last and final one? My last and final one is 
there was a game that they created way back in the day called Day of Reckoning. This game was badass, dude, because you were a wrestler who got fired out of the company, and you would have had to go through boss modes and fight people, uh-huh. and then get to the boss and beat up the boss and, like, eliminate them. Okay. I have an idea where you could create an action-adventure game where wrestlers go out there and they have to try to stop, uh, like, go to different levels and stuff and try to stop bad guys. And the bad guys are actually wrestlers that they have to face off against. Okay. So it would be cool if you could, like, play probably two to four players again. Yeah. And uh, you could start off, like, probably Vince McMahon is creating, like, a world and, like... It would be cool if at one point you had to face Triple H and you're in uh, a Conan Bar- the Barbarian type of scenario. Okay. You're taking on people who are dressed up like Conan's, you know, army and stuff like that. Right, right. And then Triple H pops out of his throne and you gotta play Triple H now. Okay, sure. So something like that would be cool. Alright, not and bad. That or Wrestlers Against Zombies. And <laughs> now Wrestlers gonna get into the zombie game now too. Okay, I hear you. Stone Cold comes out there with his freaking gun, <laughs> stunning the zombie as it's coming by him. Like, ah, oh, right. damn. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, not bad. Well, all right, guys. Well, that is our Christmas special, Christmas special. And uh, I think that's all we got for you guys for sure. Hope you guys enjoyed. We appreciate you again for stopping by. That's me, Tony the Kid. I hope you guys have a good holidays. You have a Merry Christmas. You have a good Happy New Year. And please be safe out there in case you guys are traveling. Um, you know, for all those that are celebrating this year, have some fun. Like I said, enjoy this time because, like, we never know. We never know what tomorrow brings us. We never know what life, you know, gives us a challenge of. We don't know if our family members will be here tomorrow, but we just have to appreciate and love everyone, like, as if it's our last day. So, this is a good time for you guys. Thank you guys again. Tony Kent signing off. Oh, man, RJ, send him off, my friend. Hi, everybody. Uh, normally every year I sing a Christmas song to y'all. I'm going to do one again this year. It's called Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. So it's uh, one of my favorite songs. The best version I've ever heard was from Judy Garland. So I'm just going to sing a little piece of it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make your... Um, something, something, something. I forget how it goes right there. <laughs> um, something miles away. What the hell? <laughs> no, man. That's your old so, man syndrome and your brain cells, bro. It's when you had a few drinks, everybody. <laughs> Alright, so, Rejects, thank y'all. Listen to the Judy Garland version of that song. It's really beautiful. <laughs> it's Ben has the whole version there. It's better than mine. That's <laughs> the whole version there, buddy. <laughs> Y'all have a Merry Christmas. All right, guys. Good night.